Hi, my name is Jessica Cook and welcome to my podcast. My mission is to empower women over 40 to transform their lives through fitness. I've made this podcast so I can share with you my tips, tools and strategies I use in myself and my clients to get you feeling fit and healthy, feeling great in your clothes, with so much energy and positivity back in your life, no matter what your age. Head over to jessicacook.ie and you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey. Hello and welcome to my latest episode, Perimenopause, Menopause, Weight Gain and You. I first off just want to say you are so very welcome to this episode and I hope you go and grab a cup of tea or a cup of boiling water as I love to drink in between my coffees. It's always a permanent struggle for me to not drink too much coffee. Um, it's just so good and I look forward to it and it's one of those life simple pleasures that I just get so much out of it, whether it's sitting in a cafe, journaling, reading the paper, being at home. Oh, I just think coffee is wonderful, but I can't drink it all day, every day, or I would turn into an absolute lunatic. So I love to have boiling water in my fabulous Yeti mug. Um, So cheers to you and here's to you doing your best, trying to juggle all the balls in the air, sometimes feeling like you are failing at everything, But I know if you're anything like my clients or if you're listening and you're a client (laughs) that you are winning, but it's your pushing to be better that's making you feel like failing, feel like you're failing. And it's those feelings of failure that only come about when you are working at getting fit, getting healthy, bettering yourself, working towards being your favorite avatar, as we always like to say um, in the group. So just carry those Remember that those feelings of failure, you only experience them, experience them when you're succeeding and when you're facing all those setbacks and challenges. I just wanted to say that at the start of this um, because I don't think we celebrate ourselves enough and I don't think that we um, really, really understand how well we're doing until we look back at our lives and at all the successes that we've had. And if only we could know now how successful we are I think we'd have a little bit more calm and inner peace in our everyday lives so I've been speaking in a lot of the past few episodes recently about mindset and all or nothing and perfectionism and if you want to listen to any of the the mindset stuff then any of the episodes the last six or seven just before this episode um will will cover all those topics but I wanted to get back down to basics um and I do work with women in fitness so it's really important that I talk about uh weight gain and fitness in some of these episodes so I wanted to discuss with you today uh perimenopause menopause the weight gain and you perimenopause and menopause um is 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 a very difficult period to go through anything that creates unwanted change um and a period of adjustment and all that menopause brings um is is very difficult and uh as women we change and it's difficult to accept that and I sometimes find that when you are getting into your 40s or you're into perimenopause phase and you're you may just be 
getting to love yourself. Maybe you haven't always loved yourself and then you hit this period where it all changes again for you. Um, it can be extremely difficult. Or maybe you've found your groove. Maybe you've been fit and healthy and your clothes are feeling great and you're celebrating this new chapter of your life. And all of a sudden you haven't done anything differently and you haven't started eating loads of shite at night time, but your clothes are starting to feel tight. There are so many different body shapes and sizes out there. I was only chatting to one uh, woman who I now regard as a friend um, there recently. She was telling me that she's always had a super flat stomach and now um, hitting uh, menopause, perimenopause, her stomach is just completely changing and she's done nothing differently. And you know, it just made me realise that there's just so many different shapes and sizes of us out there. Tall, small, wider, narrower, flat stomach in their 20s, never had a flat stomach in their life. Like there's just so, so many different shapes and sizes. And I, I really want to remind you that it's never, ever good to compare and there's never any one fits all. And that's why I always rage about uh, meal plans and diet plans that get handed to people. Uh, there is no one fits all. You, I, I highly recommend you take what everybody says um, with a pinch of salt or like you edit it and adjust it to what works for you. And when you are embarking on losing weight and getting fit um, and you're following a program, you tweak it, you edit it, you change it every week as you go and you find what works for you. You find what works for you because that's the happiest way to be. Letting go of uh, people controlling you in all forms. Um, it's not good to feel controlled, whether it's by your coach or your parents or your children or society. You want to feel free and you want to be able to um, uh, control your own life and it's one of the reasons why I hate so much that those fitness trackers and um, calorie counter trackers and calorie counting of any kind or measuring of any kind or counting of any kind um, even tracking your food I've really gone off recently because it's just this element of control and you don't need that in your life um, especially as a woman over 40 when you're busy and if you're not in your 40s and, and you've got empty nest and things might be slowing down potentially a little bit then that's a whole new set of challenges and you certainly don't need to be counting your calories and weighing your food in when all these massive life changes are happening in your life. And you know what? You don't bloody well need to. I gave up calorie counting and all that crap years ago and it's something that I'm extremely passionate about because I've gotten into the best shape of my life without it and I uh, love sharing this with my clients and, and, and they... They, of course, because they're with me, uh, agree and do the same thing. And they, it's just such an empowering, empowering feeling being a woman to not being controlled by the weighing scales or some sort of a number. Um, so what you're what you're getting into with perimenopause and menopause is uh, weight gain um, because your estrogen is dropping the whole time. You've got big hormone changes and big hormone fluctuations and, and that really promotes uh, weight gain specifically for most women around the middle. Uh, your metabolism is also slowing down. I think it's something like, oh, I can't remember. Something big, some percentage every decade. It's, it's just like de decreasing at each decade once you hit 30 um, and your lean muscle mass is decreasing um, which is leading to your metabolism slowing down and that means you're just burning less fat at rest so they're all the like physical changes that you see um, 
then you've got the mood swings, uh, the hot flushes, difficulty sleeping. Some people get restless legs. Um, there are so many so people feel ill, really lethargic, low energy, low mood. Um, there's loads and loads and loads. Um, but one of the most frustrating for women is how we feel we look. Um, it can affect everything, your confidence. Uh, God, it can affect everything, how you see yourself in the mirror. I think for, for women, for myself, it's really, really important that when you look in the mirror, you see what you want to see and it's in line with who you think you are. And if you're looking in the mirror and you see this bloated person who is finding their clothes extremely tight, I mean, it's not just a matter of lose a few pounds. It's affecting your whole day. You're stepping into the car, you're feeling your stomach fat around your clothes, so something I used to always do sitting in the car I hated when I, when I was feeling overweight uh, trying on clothes in shops walking down a street and seeing a reflection of your mirror and going oh Jesus Christ seeing a reflection of yourself in the window looking in the mirror uh, putting on winter coats and then bursting at the seams at the shoulders and at the sides and you're just feeling so restricted and then that makes you want to wear baggy clothes or leggings and then that makes you feel even worse and then that makes you want to overeat even more turn to wine and it's a vicious cycle um, and I want you to get out of that cycle because I've been in that cycle and I know how it feels it feels fucking shit feels really fucking shit to be in that cycle so we want to break that cycle um i want you to feel like yourself i want you to feel fit and healthy think helen murren um all those beautiful amazing healthy women um that are aging so gracefully and that are fit and healthy but with the and with a few key action steps you can be fit and healthy you don't need to struggle alone you don't need to drink too much wine to unwind you you don't need to turn to all these external things to make you feel better i want to get you to a point where you're self-soothing self-regulating you're feeling fit you're feeling healthy you're feeling so good you can have all that um it just requires a little bit of work it requires a little bit of attention on it and remember that if most women if most people out there are doing one thing you do the other you do the other and uh, it can be really demoralizing and demotivating talking to a big group of uh, your friends maybe who are saying you know it's so hard once you hit menopause you've no chance don't listen to any of that I have clients in their 60s 70s 50s 40s 30s I've been doing this for 14 years plus and I've seen from my own eyes women some of my clients who are with me six years now plus my eldest client um, being with me 13 years she's not my eldest client she's my longest serving client I have seen my clients go through perimenopause menopause and come out the other end how cool is that and some of them are the most fit healthy looking people that I know in my life and I really really want you to know that it's extremely achievable that you can feel absolutely terrific and it all starts with a couple of key action steps we are going to speak first off about exercise and resistance strength training you guys are probably sick to death of hearing me talk about strength training but it's got to be done because if there's any of you in doubt about strength training or you're listening now and you're feeling like your clothes are tight and you're not doing strength training Oh my God, it's about to change your life when you do it. So the beautiful thing about strength training is I said to you a few minutes ago that the meta your metabolism slows down, you burn less fat at rest and uh, you gain weight around your middle um, and your, your, uh, your lean muscle mass decreases. Strength training reverses that. 
like fact. And what other things in your life that can factually say they reverse something? Those shitty anti-aging creams that promise you the world and that tell you that you've got this wrinkle here and if you use this cream for that wrinkle and this other cream for that wrinkle and that eye cream. It's a load of shite. Um, I, I don't buy into that stuff at all. Probably incorrectly, but strength training actually reverses this stuff that's going on in your body as you get older. So what's going on? Your lean muscle mass is decreasing. Does strength training increase your lean muscle mass? Yes, it does. Your metabolism starts to get much slower and lower as you get older. Does strength training increase your metabolism? Yes, it does. Scientifically, factually, yes. You start to burn less fat at rest, which means that you don't have to do anything extra. You don't have to gain. You don't have to be eating any more shite food or drinking more wine or moving less to be gaining weight. You will just be gaining weight because your body's... um, your body's burning less fat at rest. Does strength training make you burn more fat at rest? Yes, it does. Jessica, you're about to tell me that I must have to do it five times a week for an hour. No, you can do it two to three times per week. Ah, how long? 30 minutes. Ah, it's amazing, guys. I, I can't tell you how cool it is. Um, Back when I owned a gym, I'm all online now, uh, but I owned a gym for years before we shut it down and moved online with COVID. And then we stayed online because it was just so amazingly empowering and I loved it. Um, We used to do with our clients like big one hour sessions and we used to do a lot more cardio. Um, and it was great fun and we got great results for our clients. But when I moved online, I switched to Uh, 30 minute workouts with more strength training and a shorter amount of time and just by virtue of the fact that I'm the coach and I was doing all these sessions I couldn't help but notice with doing nothing differently I just got into such great shape best shape that I've ever been in my whole life even in my uh, 20s and 30s Um, and then I noticed my clients that had been with me for a long time it was like oh my god guys you were in great shape at the gym doing those one hour sessions with a little bit more cardio. But when we've switched it to much more strength focused with 30 minutes, you guys are are blowing my mind. And it was it was just incredible to not just research and know about how wonderful strength training is, but to actually see it before my very eyes, to see it before my very eyes, the transformations um, of my clients that were taking place from upping the strength training and doing 30 minutes. So it's it's really factually amazing. You can't go wrong with it. Um, well, well, you can lift too light, I suppose. You don't want to be lifting like little one kg kettlebells. You want to be making sure there's resistance on your body. For example, if you're doing shoulder presses over the head and you do 12 and you could do 12 more, you're not going to get the strength training benefits from it. Uh, what strength training does actually is when you lift weights, then the next, the time after you lifting weights, your muscle fibers break down. And then they rebuild tighter and stronger and firmer, giving you lean muscle mass, giving you like more tone tight muscles. And um, if you don't lift uh, heavy enough, you're, you're, you're not going to get that lovely, beautiful benefit. Um, but when I say lift heavy, I mean 5 kg, like start off at 3 kg when you're with me, move up to 5, move up to 7 um, and add in some cardio to that. So what I love to do with my clients, so I'm not saying to them, okay, you've done your strength training, now do three one-hour cardio sessions. In that strength training session, you do some low-impact interval training. Um, you, you use the step or or a little bit of um, a low-impact cardio, anything that gets your heart rate up. Um, and when you're doing interval training, that gives you your best bang for your book in terms of burning the most calories Um getting that lovely afterburn of burning calories at rest post-session. You're just getting such a win-win from three workouts per week. This is what I do with my clients. 
They walk a couple of times per week and that is a 10 out of 10 of your movement. For menopause, uh, for, for, for weight gain, for belly fat, that's what you've got to do if it matters to you to feel good in your clothes. If your stomach is getting bigger and bigger, you're gaining weight, you're gaining a dress size or more uh, and you want to fix it and you're not doing that type of exercise, you've got to go and do that type of exercise. If I have space, you can become a client. Spaces are always very limited, so we're always closing and opening the doors. But as you heard from the start of this episode, you can go to jessicacook.ie to see, or you can try some of my free workouts on YouTube. Whatever you have to do, you have got to be doing strength training. The next one is um, sleep, which I love to say rest, making sure that you've got seven to eight good hours. And it's, it's just too difficult any other way. Going to bed too late, you're waking up, you're on the back foot, you are going to go for more sugary foods because you're tired. Guys, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Staying up past 11 o'clock and watching Netflix doesn't work. It has an effect and an impact on your whole day. Think of what you could do with your rested. And saying that you're not going to get a good night's sleep, so what's the point? You've got to have that time in your in your day, in your nighttime, where you're not um, uh, having any whatsoever um, distractions or stimulus at all. Um, so I love to say don't put any pressure on it get to bed by half 10 11 with a good book read for a minimum of five minutes then it's lights out and just because you don't get asleep it doesn't mean that you get up turn on the light go get some milk you do nothing of the sort you stay in your bed and you train yourself to stay there and you don't think of it as sleep you think of it as rest and you get up at the same time every day and that's what's going to really help you out Um, it's going to help with so many things if you get good rest in um in in terms of weight gain and regulating yourself and not craving sugary foods and having energy for your workouts um the next thing is nutrition so as you're getting older and you're a woman you want to be super careful of cholesterol and heart disease so you want to eat a little bit less of red meat um just a little bit less if you're if you feel like you're eating too much just eat less and have more of a plant-based diet um you want to definitely make sure your meals are regular and that you're not having one just big massive meal in the evening time but for weight gain to lose weight to get back to feeling good for your brain health for your body health for your physical health for your function you want to be having breakfast a lunch and a dinner and then the next tip is to not eat after dinner and then the next tip is to not eat any shite throughout the week if you can in any weekday Monday to 6 p.m Friday and then you've got your two treat nights at the weekend if you really need something sweet on a Wednesday evening then you've got to have it but it's it's about getting used to not comfort eating getting used to not turning to desserts for soothing yourself saying no to something sweet and knowing that it's not you being on a diet saying no it's you being healthy and a lot of women talk to me about being nervous saying no in front of their friends or being offered something and and being ridiculed for saying no thanks it's not that you're dieting you you don't have to be embarrassed you want to be fucking healthy i am never embarrassed when i say to somebody no thanks if they offer me something because it's not me i i, I don't want to sit there and eat shit I definitely do on my treat nights and when I plan it, but it's the weirdest thing. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but like if I was to be, if I was handed something at three o'clock on a Tuesday, I'd feel like shite for the rest of the day. Like it's like this weird power drug, like all of a sudden, a lethargic drug, all of a sudden I would want to do nothing. My motivation would be zapped if I had, for example, right now, what time is it now? 
20 to 2 in the afternoon if somebody handed me two biscuits now and I ate them I'd be like fuck this where's the fucking TV <laughs> or I'd be cranky or irritable I don't know I just it doesn't work so just don't be afraid to fucking say no thanks how are you getting on but you know what I'd love a cup of coffee what are you not having something sweet no why are you gross <laughs> um so you've got to do that um and alcohol like alcohol us women and alcohol white wine red wine gin and tonics during the week there's such a big thing on the tv i've noticed you know the glass of red wine implying that you're successful bullshit you know i'm watching um the watcher recently the series and naomi watts is acting in it and she's they're perceived to be successful and so she's got this massive gorgeous looking glass a wine glass and it's that real successful looking wine glass and then she's got real successful looking red wine in it and she's sipping it and her whole hand is around it and she's looking at the computer in her terrific dressing gown and you're going fuck me I used to fall into that trap to think it was um the successful thing to do and fair play if that's what you want to do I'm just here to say to you that if, if that's not sitting right with you anymore if you are getting to the end of the week and you are getting your successful wine glass out and pouring yourself a glass because that's what we've been conditioned to do all our lives and you're not happy with it then don't do it if you don't want to feel like shit on a Saturday um or else just don't drink during the week. During the week, drinking is a load of bollocks. You just wake up after one glass of wine, you can wake up and feel like absolute death. Just one, I'm talking about, just one. It absolutely has, a, has an effect on your mental health. Um, and not drinking, not drinking during the week is an extremely powering thing to do. And uh, then having one night a week of drinking, absolutely amazing. And I say one night of drinking, because just giving yourself one night at the weekend to unwind where you're not hungover or you haven't had a glass of wine is so empowering, especially if you've got kids or you're working all week and you're tired and you need that wind down time. Because what wind down time do you have? What sleep, what good sleep do you have if you're working hard all week and then the first night you have off, the first morning you have off, you're waking up, even after one glass of wine and feeling tired. Um, so that's exercise we've covered, sleep, um, nutrition, junk food, wine. I hope you're drinking two litres of water every day. And I'm going to finish off on um, peace, inner peace. Um for weight gain, for slowing down. And I don't know if you're going through a really busy period in your life right now, but if you are, um, what can be really helpful and what's working for me is to find space and time for space and time. Um, And I don't know if you can subtract anything in your life now. I'm going on a real subtracting buzz at the minute. Um, But, and I had such a wonderful uh, chat with a client, Laura, about this recently. Um, We were both just discussing how much it was about the answer is in the fitness the answer is in the movement if you're feeling stressed out and anxious or low you work out you get those feel-good endorphins but on another layer a level up from that is the exercise with a little bit of meditation or silence or and affirmations maybe just five to ten minutes in your weekday I don't know how you're going to fit it in but working at making that a non-negotiable is going to really empower your life and 
it's twice now I've come across this. Laura would be three times. Um, I was listening to a video. Uh, Ray Dalio was talking about all his successes in his life. He credits to meditation. And he believes that when you're, when you're consciously goal achieving, but your subconscious like emotions and feelings feel differently about you achieving these goals, then you're not going to achieve your goals. And it's really important to make sure that you have your emotions and feelings in check, your subconsciousness, in line with your conscious self. And meditation is the only way those two things come together. And then I listen to something, somebody else and his name, just I can't um, think of it right at this second. He also agrees and he's also saying it's about training your body to be still, training your mind to be still and that we're like animals, we're like dogs, we can we can be trained. And once we do it over and over again, our our what our body holds from the past, maybe like stress and anxiety or something that like we're always used to doing, our response mechanisms we can change them through meditation. Now, that's enough for me. That's that's absolutely mind-blowingly brilliant. But I've noticed with myself that the first thing that goes if I'm feeling stressed out or anxious or overwhelmed is the peace, is the meditation. It's not the workouts or the move, move, go, go, go. It's the sitting down in peace. Why is it that we can't sit down for five fucking minutes and do nothing? And if the answer to that is because we're stressed out, then that's not good. We need to work on that. But why don't we work in it? Because we're too busy. So the only real tip I have for you on this is to figure out what you can subtract. And if you can't subtract anything, do you scroll on your phone? If you scroll on your phone, replace one five minutes of scrolling with one five minutes of meditation, set an alarm on your phone, Start off with three times per week, move it up to five. Before you know it, you will be feeling such amazing effects from it. Well, guys, I hope you found this helpful. I'm so proud of myself. I am on this buzz roll of getting in these podcast episodes once a week now, which I'm really excited about. It's my favorite way actually to communicate with you guys. Um, so that's it for today. You must let me know if you want me to cover any topic to do with you, women over 40, feeling great, feeling good in your clothes, getting fit, getting healthy, finding your inner peace, um, being at one with yourself. Um, and don't forget to go on to my website, jessicacook.ie. I'm always working on new downloadable stuff, blog posts, podcasts the works have a wonderful day guys all my love i hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you must let me know by getting in touch don't forget you can head on over to jessicacook.ie where you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey <laughs>